Welcome to the Surge Strength Podcast, powered by Ritter Sports Performance. This podcast is dedicated to helping swim coaches and swimmers learn how to properly implement dry land and strength training programs that result in moving better, reducing injuries, and swimming faster. Let's join your host, Chris Ritter. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of the Surge Strength Podcast. So happy that you're able to join us. And we have, we, she's been on the podcast a few times now, Sarah, one of our dry land certified coaches, and then Landry. Landry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. So Landry, remind me, when did you start training with us at Surge Strength for your dry land programs? Um, so I started in March of 2021 after COVID and everything. Um, yeah, I just started after that. Oh, wow. And then what year in, in school are you again for our audience? I'm a senior. Okay. And where are you head off to in the fall? I'm going to the University of Houston. All right. With Tanika there. Great coach there. What made you choose uh, Houston? Um, well, I really love the coaches. I thought they were really great and welcoming and they had lots of experience. Um, I also love the team. Um, a very like family type feel. Um, and I also love the area. Houston was a great city and I just loved everything about it. Awesome. And do you know what you're going to be majoring in yet? I'm thinking right now, exercise science. I think I want to go in. (laughs) I think I want to go into like physical therapy, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Awesome. Awesome. Sarah, I'm sure you guys have had some fun conversations about that. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Landry, remind me what, what kind of spurned you on to reach out to us at Surge Strength in the first place and, and have a, a dryland program? Yeah. So, you know, after COVID, I was kind of just doing it at my friend's house. They had like a weight rack and, Mm. you know, we were just kind of doing it based on what, you know, knowledge we had of weights from doing it like a year ago and which wasn't that much. And so I went to this really big meet and I did pretty well, but I feel like I kind of noticed that a lot of people were stronger than me. And so that kind of just spurred me on to, you know, I wanted to get stronger and be more powerful in the water. Mm. Um, so then my mom found your podcast and we found it super interesting, like all of like the strength requirements kind of that you kind of said for going into college. And I wasn't really near any of these. So I was like, oh man, like I really got to pump it up a little bit. <laughs> and so, yeah, we also really liked like the shoulder prehab and everything you said about mm. that. So did you have shoulder shot. injuries in the past or anything? I didn't, but you know, okay. I my coaches talked about like prehabbing and like um, preparing it and making sure it doesn't happen. Um, so I kind of known a little bit about it. But you're a little bit more of a distance swimmer, right? Like what are, what are some of your main events? Yeah. So I feel like I kind of changed around a little bit. Um, my first few years of high school, I was more distance. I swam like mm. the mile and like the 800, the thousand, things like that. But now I've kind of moved on to IM, you know, the four IM is my best. And oh, like there we go. IM. Yeah. And then also like the two fly and two back. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're training pretty intensely. <laughs> it's not an <laughs> yeah. easy uh, workout or training program in the water for sure. Huh? Right. Right. Now you, you mentioned going to this meet and you just noticed other swimmers were stronger. Describe that a little bit more. Like, was it like in the water racing? how did you see like, Hey, maybe I need to get a little stronger. Yeah. I mean, I think it was both like visibly, like, mm-hmm. Like I didn't have much muscle and they were pretty bulky, pretty big. Um, And then also in the water, like that meet, they had like um, cameras. So I would go back Mm. and I'd watch like all my races and kind of just like critique myself. Um, And I can just tell like my strokes weren't as powerful as like some of like the 
the girls who were faster than me. Yeah. Sarah, I'll switch it over to you. So when Landry comes on board, describe to me what that first uh, month or so of training was like, get, getting her up and going. Well, training Landry has always been such a fun journey. Um, so Landry, she's willing to try literally anything. Uh, she's just a very versatile athlete and she has an amazing home gym. So that first month, it was like, I was just having fun programming things. She has like, who has a hex bar deadlift at their house? Like she has the whole nine That's yards. awesome, Landry. And you had that prior <laughs> to starting with us? No, I didn't. I oh, okay. kind of like got it all like when I kind of started this. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. All right, Sarah, keep going. Sorry. Oh, no. She just had a lot of fun equipment to work with at home. And she already had a natural ability to be athletic. So we were able to start kind of where I would start with somebody who has a year or two of experience under their belt versus like somebody who's never lifted a weight before. Mm -hmm. And then she has the exercise science interest. And so she's always asking me like, you know, why we should do something or, or like, what about that exercise is going to help. So I can speak that language with her. And so we just had a really fun time working together and just watching her, you know, progress from doing just like a, a couple pull-ups and doing like more pull-ups or, you know, working, working from RDLs and then getting into all the way into snatches, like watching those progressions have been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Landry, do you remember how many pull-ups you could do when you started with us? Yeah. So actually like before I like did this podcast, I looked back at my like original, like training, like what I sent in to you guys. And so I was watching the video and I did three, but I'd only count it as one because the other <laughs> ones were just terrible. Like I was struggling. I and all, all the action. Yeah. It was not, they were not good pull-ups. Um, but now like, so I go from one and now I can do like seven, like good strict pull-ups. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. Now talk to us a little bit about kind of what's your weekly rhythm and workout schedule like right now, especially, I know you're doing most of your dry line from home still, right? Right. So I have practice um, six days a week, all in the morning, and then I have two more afternoon practices, and then I do three weight sessions. Awesome. And now, I mean, I remember what it was like to be in high school, and I always wasn't always the most responsible one, but Sarah's telling me that you're doing swim workouts in the morning, right? And then afterwards, coming back and doing your dry land. I can tell you, after a distance workout in the pool, I'm not, <laughs> not in the mood to do dry land. How are you motivating yourself to do this kind of schedule? Yeah, so I'd say for one, like Sarah and me come up with a really like great program, and it's really fun to do, and it's different every day, every week, and so I really enjoy doing it. Um, and second, I just say, you know, when I don't feel like doing it and when I feel, you know, burnout or something like that, um, I kind of just remember my goals and like what I'm going to, I'm going to swim in college, like I'm going to get faster. And I think the key is like being, um, disciplined and just like holding yourself accountable for your promises that you make to yourself. No, that's awesome. Talk a little bit about that collaboration with Sarah. And I'm glad that you said that kind of unprompted because that's what I drill into our coaches of like, let's work together with who we're working with. And it's not just send a program. What's that been like with her? Yeah. So we do a call um, every month. We do, sorry, we do two calls every month. Um, and, you know, some of them are just like checkups, you know, how are you doing? Um, how's this program going? Is there anything we need to change? And then like we'll also like work together to create things that I want to do. So something I really enjoy is like Olympic lifting. And so I told her that and she like makes sure she incorporates it. And 
we always do different fun exercises that are really fun. That's awesome. So talk to me about, especially for something like the 4am and I'm sticking on it because that was one of my favorite events too. So I'm glad we, we shared the, the love of pain, I guess, in the water. Talk about the difference maybe in, in that race or other races that you noticed, let's say the first few months of doing the dry land program with us. Like, did you feel different in the water or did it take a little bit longer to see that? Um, I think it took a little bit longer um, to, you know, kind of like see those results. Um, you know, especially in the 4am, you know, I think it's just like a kind of like slow and steady race, you know, every day I'm in the weight room, I'm getting a little bit better. And so I think it's, it's not something that's going to happen super quickly. Um, but I can definitely tell, um, especially on my fly part of my IM mm. and, you know, one of my races that got really good this year is my two fly. And oh. I feel like just like strength training is a help fly so much. Cause I feel like that's like, it takes like the most amount of strength, I guess. I don't really know, but yeah. So I feel like it's really helped me on fly. Yeah. Especially going from one pull up to seven, like that's a huge difference coming back on whether it's the last 25 or last 50. I mean, that that's where the arms are just dying, right? And the piano starting <laughs> to come down and you're like, I just need to get to that wall. That's gotta be a huge help for you to feel like you can dig in a little bit more and get the water there. So has the two fly like become more of an enjoyable event now because you found that strength? Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. Um, yeah, I feel like it's more fun to train as well. Like before it used to be a little bit harder, but now it's a little bit easier. In my opinion, I dropped this season. I started with a 210 and I dropped down to a 203 by the oh, end of the wow. season. So that was just in this season. <laughs> That's awesome, Landry. That's awesome. So talk to us about, you mentioned goals at University of Houston and you might know what you're majoring in. How did you think doing strength training I guess we're the past year and a half kind of leading up to when you're going to go into college. How's that helped set you up for success? Do you think in the college level? Yeah. So, um, when I went on my college visits, you know, when we go meet the weight coach, they like ask us, you know, like who has like experience with like lifting and has anyone done like Olympic lifting or stuff like that? And so I, of course, like raised my hand for both those. I was like, yeah, like I definitely can. So I feel like it gives you like a really good baseline Cause you know, some of the kids, some of the kids haven't lifted, some of the kids haven't done Olympic lifting, but you know, I do snatches and cleans. And so I feel like I have a good um, baseline for technique and you know, I send my form to Sarah and she critiques me. So yeah, I feel like a good baseline for college. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen it. I mean, I remember a few years ago, especially when I was traveling around a lot more to different uh, swim programs, especially at the university and college level. And seeing the difference between, you could tell the freshmen that had experience lifting, especially whether it be Olympic lifting or even just some good solid strength training for a few months or years leading up. And then the other ones, you're already going to another level in training, right? In the pool. And Tanika is going to make sure about that. I know, but then in the <laughs> weight room, like if you don't, if you don't have some experience, it can really be a hard, hard freshman and even sophomore year of transition. But it sounds like you're, you're pretty excited of where you're at going into college. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm just going to get there and I'm going to jump right in with everyone else, hopefully, um, with that knowledge. <laughs> That's awesome. So most of the events that you swim are pretty intense. Talk about 4am to fly now. What have you learned over the course of the year, especially working with Sarah, about balancing training versus recovery? Because I know I, as a swimmer, I worked so hard and I, I didn't understand recovery. And I don't think in general, we understood recovery, how important it was back then. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'd say sometimes it's definitely hard to balance, you know, training and, you know, weights. Um, it can be difficult, but whenever I'm feeling like 
say we had like a super hard practice and that maybe I'm just like dying and I'll just text Sarah and be like, Hey, like, can I like bump this down maybe a couple sets? Mm -hmm. Because I know it's going to be better for me to do less sets and, you know, good quality, make sure I don't get hurt and things like that. Then, you know, just kind of grind it out bad form, things like that. So I'd say there definitely is a balance with knowing your limits and just kind of making sure there's a good balance. Landry, that's a really mature <laughs> response. I think silver sometimes take a lot. How do you get, and I'm asking this more for our audience to understand, I'm sure there's some conversation in your head, especially swimming hard events where you got to train that you're not feeling like you're letting yourself off the hook, right? And saying like, okay, I'll just be a little bit easier, but more from an intentionality standpoint of, I know I can't hit what I need to, so I need to adjust. What's that conversation like? And how have you been able to come to that perspective? Yeah, I'd say it's definitely, you know, hard sometimes, especially when you're a swimmer and I feel like you're always just like made to, you know, push through it. Like you can, you can just push through whatever, push through the pain, you know, get better, things like that. Um, I don't know, but I feel like I kind of just like realized it through probably just doing it the wrong way first and pushing too hard and then just like not having a good practice the next day because, I don't know, I just overdid myself. Um, so I feel like just like having that conversation with myself and just kind of realizing like, don't push yourself too hard because it could have bad consequences and you could actually mm. end up hurting yourself. Mm. Sarah, talk to me about your perspective from that. Cause I know that's always a, a push and pull kind of thing whenever we're onboarding anybody new, depending on their background and perspective. I think a lot of times we end up reining people back a little bit more, but then they see better results in their training. Talk about your perspective. Yeah, well, I got, again, I got very blessed getting Landry because like you said, she's a very mature athlete and she speaks the language of exercise science and knows like she has a general understanding of recovery versus like somebody who might, this, this whole dry land thing might be completely foreign to a different athlete. So it might be a different conversation. So with Landry, there was a lot more freedom um, when making her dry land program because I knew she had the ability to change it and modify it and, and make it fit how she was feeling recovery wise. So there, there were hard lines for me where, you know, when she had a meet coming up, I'm like, Landry, I know you're going to feel like you want to do some snatches today and some cleans, but you know, we're only going to do one set of that. And then we're going to do some mobility work. Um, and then there was some other softer lines where it was like, okay, Landry knows herself really well. She knows she's, you know, she's not new, um, to strength training completely. So I'm going to write a workout for her. And in the notes, I'm going to write, you know, go based off a of feel for this set. If you feel like your practice was easy and you feel recovered, then go ahead and do this workout as prescribed. But if you had a really hard distance practice this day, go ahead and taper it back a little bit, maybe drop two sets off of it and just do one set. And if you need to take a day off, then by all means, take an entire day off. So that's kind of our thought process when prescribing dry land as far as intensity goes, especially with those 4 a.m. to fly practices. But it just depends on the time of the year as well. Yeah. And that's a great point, Sarah, about even just taking a set or two down in the volume, even, even if it's for that day workout, right? Like maybe Landry had a really hard one. And so it's just instead of four sets, we're going two or one maybe. And that's just more the maintaining level to not get overburned because then this is probably going to put you behind the eight ball for the next swim workout and the next dry land workout. And that's where it really starts to have a compounding injury effect. 
I remember, uh, I think Sarah told me Landry, it was a uh, last July. So I guess a couple months into training with us, you had a really great meet just drops, I guess, across the board in a bunch of events. Talk to us about that experience. Yeah. So I think that was last long course season. So we're heading, heading into that, you know, season again, it's just starting long course season. Um, so yeah, I think I had a really great season last year, dropped in pretty much all my events. Um, yeah. And I think a part of that was um, due to, you know, getting stronger and, you know, I was kind of like just starting out. So I feel like I got really strong and powerful and yeah, definitely helped me a lot. And how did this last uh, short course season turn out for you? Did you taper it and fully for that? I did. Yeah, I actually did really good um, based off my two fly seven second drop. Um, that was really good. Um, and then I dropped in pretty much all my other best times, which I was really, really happy with. That's awesome. So are you trying to, and I guess Tanika will have to have a little bit of say in the events, but do you know, like maybe what you're kind of aiming for now in the college? Because it does sound like you have a, a lot of diversity you could go to in events. Are, are you narrowing down yet? Have you had those conversations yet? Um, I mean, I think they've, you know, kind of asked me like, what am I feeling? And, you know, I'm thinking maybe like I am um, too fly too back, but pretty much wherever they need me to go, I'll go if they want me to train distance. I'll train distance, but you know, pretty much wherever they need me to go, I'll go. That's awesome. Great attitude to have coming in as a freshman. <laughs> see, see what, and who knows, maybe you get surprised, right? Maybe some event pops and now all of a sudden you're going on that, especially the 4am gives you such a good background that you really could go out to a lot of different options and strokes. Now I know in the surge programming that you get, we go through a couple of pretty distinct phases. Do you mind talking about your experience with each of those phases? Maybe if you have any favorites. <laughs> Yeah, um, I really like power phases. Mm. Um, I think those are super, super fun to do. Um, I love like the jumping parts um, and I love doing circuits. Um, Sarah programs like a lot of like med ball circuits outside and I love doing those. I think those are super fun, you know, instead of just being, you know, inside all day, like getting outside, getting some fresh air and working out. I think that's super fun. That's awesome. And, and with the power one specifically, could you give people a little bit more idea if they're not familiar, like how that differs from like maybe a, a strength phase or even the, the strength power, just to give them a little bit of contrast to it? Yeah. So um, strength would be just like typical, just like lifting, you know, some back squats, um, things with barbells. Um, but I really like doing like, um, like squat jumps, things like that. Mm. Um, any sort of jumps, broad jumps, um, box jumps or something I really like doing as well. Uh, so things like that. Sarah, it sounds like Landry's been a fun uh, client for you to program for, not being bored at all. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So Landry, maybe compare then how you felt going into or, or right after this last short course meet when you had that big drop versus it sounds like it was almost a year ago you were at that meet, not feeling very strong, not thinking like, hey, you know, I'm not looking good through the water as I'm slicing through. What was what were those differences like, especially looking back a year later? Yeah, so this past meet, um, we didn't have the video, so I couldn't really look back on my races. So I just pretty much had to go on what I felt like. Um, and I definitely felt like a lot stronger in the water um, than I did last year, which was mm. one of my main goals. And, you know, all my times were faster than they were the previous year. So I knew that that was true. I was stronger and more powerful. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I'm sure that you've had, you know, great increases in, in strength and power, but have any other habits or routines been improved over the last year, almost that maybe as a, a side effect of this dry land training? 
like uh, weights. Or, or sleep or nutrition or anything else like that. I know they all kind of tie together and it sounds like you've been really locked in. So has, have you seen any other improvements and other stuff this last year? Yeah. Um, I think sleep actually is a big one. Um, and I think I had to learn that one the hard way, you know, like I said, it's all about balance and, you know, at the beginning, it's pretty hard to figure out that balance. And so some days I'd be like, Sarah, like, I'm just so tired. Like I can't sleep. And she just kind of helped me. She's like, okay, like try like reading a book before you go to bed. Like this will help you sleep. <laughs> and so I like, try Sarah, to- we're going to have to start advertising a sleep coaching here as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you said, I think they all like tie together. And so when I got more sleep, I ended up, you know, doing better in the weight room and, and in practice too. What advice would you give other teenagers, Landry, especially like high achievers, really focus driven like yourself? Like that is a hard thing to balance, right? Because you think, oh, sleep, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? I, I have work to do. I got homework. I got training. What would advice would you give to other teenagers? Well, this is a good one. Um, so I just say like, like get your sleep. Like I know it sounds like super simple, but like if you don't like like, I know for like my junior year, like I suffered like a lot of consequences because I didn't get enough sleep. And mm. so if you don't get enough sleep, then you're really like hurting yourself more than you're hurt, like then you're helping yourself. Um, so yeah, everything is just going to go downhill once you don't get enough sleep. And I'm sure that's a hard thing for like high achievers in their mind. Cause they're probably thinking, no, like I could push through this. I can do this. But like you said, at the end, if you're not having the recovery aspect, it doesn't matter if you're training hard or twice as hard or triple as hard, you're actually putting yourself more in a hole on that. Exactly. That's awesome. So I, I know that, um, cause you live in, in Florida, right? Uh, by the, by the ocean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gotta be nice. And you do a little bit of lifeguarding as well. So are you feeling like better swimming through those currents and stuff like that? I mean, I know sometimes that's pretty intense out there with the waves. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we do like a lot of like, um, training as you know, oh. lifeguard. And so I feel like it's definitely, you know, helped me have like one up and, you know, just overall get better when we do our training and things like that. Tell me about some of the intense training you've done. Um, so a lot of what we do is like we run on the sand and we do a lot of like push-ups and stuff like that. And so I feel like just overall, it just helps me be better. Yeah. It sounds like Dryland played no part in helping <laughs> <laughs> running through the sand and stuff like that. <laughs> so then- for the long course season we're in right now, when's your kind of taper meet focus for this season before you head off to college? Yeah, so we have two. Um, one of a, one of them is kind of like a team trip. Um, we're mm. going down to Sarasota and that's not like a full taper. We're kind of just doing, you know, a little bit of rest for that one. Mm -hmm. And that one's at the end of June. And mm -hmm. then our big one is at the end of July. Oh, okay. And where's that one at? That one's in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, okay, cool. And are you, are you trimming down the events you're going to swim? Or are you still kind of swimming a, a full schedule? What's your schedule look like for that meet? Do you know? Um, I haven't really decided yet. Um, I might trim back a little bit, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Sarah, talk about just how you feel as a coach working with Landry for now a year plus, you know, sending her, helping send her off to college with the rest of her family too. What's that been like for, for you? One of my biggest joys of this job or any job in the coaching field is watching people where they start and where they end up. So just seeing the transformation, especially with teenagers, because when they start out, they're like almost like kids. And then when they leave, they're like grownups. It's crazy. 
just how much happens in just even just a couple years, even the difference between a sophomore and a senior in high school, I'm like, whoa, like there's so much changing. Um, and to be able to help Landry, not just physically, but also mentally feel and emotionally, like feel ready to go off to college and feel confident, like seeing that confidence build is definitely like always a highlight uh, with Landry specifically, just listening to her talk about how like she was watching her videos and, and then like being stronger. Well, there's been a few times where she has sent me a couple videos of some snatches and stuff. Cause if I'm going to program a snatch, I'm like, I want to see this, you know, I don't want to just, I'm not just going to pretend like you're doing it perfectly. I'm not just, keep, so I like to assess those and make sure they're safe. And just in some of the videos that I look back on that she sent me, like maybe like in 2021, um, even just like a year, year and a half ago, I look at those videos then and I look at them now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Landry has, first of all, like aesthetically, like you really shaped up and not that you weren't fit before you were already a very fit teenager, but now I'm looking at you and I'm like, I need to do this program. She looks great, but <laughs> you know, and even just watching the execution of your movements, like I can tell, especially your core is so much stronger. I mean, not that it was even weak to start with, but just that next level of like, you know, a competitive collegiate athlete, like Landry looks like a college athlete now versus like maybe a year and a half ago, she looked just kind of like a club swimmer in high school. So just seeing that physical change just in a video is incredible to see. And then on our calls, hearing her maturity increase and her confidence and, and all of that really take off. So that's been, that's been a real joy. That's a great point, Sarah, about almost kind of looking like a college swimmer, where if if you do dryland like Landry has and been consistent, you can go into college looking that way, as opposed to waiting for a few years to then start kind of fully developing your physical capabilities there. And I love too how you made the point of like, with Olymp Olympic lifting, especially as we're remote coaches, like we want to make sure safety is the number one thing. So we're not just throwing anybody in with something like Olympic lifting. Obviously, someone like Landry that's clued into her body and training and has an interest in it, then you're going to have someone like Sarah be able to walk you along those steps, right? Sarah, do you want to just even comment on like what that progression looked like a little bit? Yeah. So I have a, a USAW um, certification in Olympic lifting. So I kind of follow their guidelines as far as, you know, what I start with and, and some of the drills that I use, but really like, first of all, the athlete needs to have a good hinge, right? So if you can't do a hinge, which if you don't know what that is, go back and watch some of the other videos Chris has, he has great information on that. Um, once you can do proper hinging, then, you know, we make a decision, you know, is your, as a, for a swimmer, are your shoulders ready for overhead movement? So we might just stop at a hand clean, if not, or even a high pull. But um, if the shoulders are in check, then we can start getting into some drills with the jerk and the snatch and all of that. But hinging first, then you got to be able to, to do triple extension. So those high pulls, those cleans, being able to do that, and then being able to work into the overhead stuff um, later, once you've established those basic movement patterns, that's when we're ready for like real Olympic lifting. Mm. Landry, what was your perspective about how we brought along the, the Olympic lifting? Because it sounds like that's something you're pretty passionate about, or and maybe was that was developed while you're doing the training of it? Yeah, so I feel like kind of before, um, you know, I was, I really like hate squats and kind of just like, <laughs> 
regular things like that. Um, but I think like cleans and snatches and jerks are like really fun. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why, but they're just like so much more fun to me than just a regular old squat. Um, so I really like loved how Sarah, you know, put the drills in first and, you know, made sure I knew how to do everything. And, you know, I would send videos um, every week of my you know, form. And so, yeah, I feel like just like the drills, like progressing really helped you get your technique down. That's awesome. Yeah. You get to show off your power a little bit more with those exercises, right? And the squats, <laughs> it's a little bit more like the 4am. You're just enduring it slow and steady <laughs> as you get through, right. get through the set. Ledger, as we wrap up here, what would you tell other teenagers or maybe parents of other teenagers that are in the spot you were maybe a year and a half ago and why they should check out the surge strength programs that we have? Yeah. So I think just like overall, you know, it's helped me get stronger, more powerful, um, just an overall better athlete and into my body. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier with, you know, the college, um, I think it'll really prepare you for, you know, lifting in college and kind of just getting that baseline um, to be ready and prepared. That's awesome. Sarah, what closing thoughts did you have? And specifically maybe why, or what did Landry come to the table with that allowed her to get such good results? Cause I know I, I have calls with a lot of people that come and we onboard them. And sometimes we turn people away. Cause I just don't think it's a good fit. And I don't think they're going to get the results they're looking for with how we do the programming. Talk from the coach's perspective here, as we close out on what Landry brought that helped her be so successful. Well, the first couple of conversations I had with Landry, her mom was there too. So I definitely think having the parents on board makes a huge mm. difference when you're working with anybody under 18. Um, just because, you know, the parents are the ones who are investing in their kids' trajectory of where they want their kids to go. Uh, so, you know, and also Landry, Landry had a, a plan, a long, a long-term plan. So the people who have a plan about where they want to go with the sport, those are the people we can work with. So if you know you want to swim in college in four years, like that's a lot easier to work with than somebody who's like just focused on the next three to six months. Mm. Um, same with master swimmers too, or, or any athlete. Um, so to have those long-term plans, it gives me an end goal to work with her. And then we have something to work through and we have a common goal. So, you know, I would say that anybody who's thinking about dry land, like if you can just step back and be a visionary for a second and see like, where do you want to see yourself in a year, two years, five years from now? What do you really want to accomplish and what's really important to you? Like we can, we can take you from where you are now to where you want to be. And like, just going back to that comment about looking like a college athlete. I just remember when I was doing my time in the university setting strength and conditioning you can 100% tell those athletes who have worked in high school and the ones mm. who have waited to college. And it's almost like there's two different lifting groups going on. There's the kids who are trying to learn how to do a hinge properly. And then there's the kids doing cleans, you know, and you, you want to be that person who's showing that, especially at the higher level of college, like you, you want to show your coaches that you want this, you want to be in the lineup, you want to be a point scorer for your team. And that's one way you can do it is preparing now while you're in high school to get to those goals that you're looking for. So I would just say to wrap it up, um, you know, parents take the time to sit down and really know what you're investing in, know where you want to spend your time and money, do it right with coaches who are qualified and who are going to actually get your kids where you want them to be when they're not under your watch anymore. 
um, and is going to teach them how to be safe. And then for the athletes, just um, getting your head on straight about what you want out of something before you invest into it and to um, take the time to to really um, assess your goals and where you want to be. And then we can work with you and, and help you get where you want to go. No, great point, Sarah, about the parents. And Landry, I think it was your dad that I originally talked to. And I could tell, you know, th- this is going to be a good fit in terms of the parents that are great that we work with. They're not overbearing, but they are concerned of like, hey, we want to make sure like, Sarah, to your point, someone is qualified working with my child and not going to get them injured. We're actually going to see some results like going from one pull-up to seven pull-ups that's awesome. And I know it's going to keep improving as you go to college there with Tanika Landry. Any closing thoughts, Landry, before we sign off? Um, I don't think so. Just I'm so grateful for, you know, you guys in this program and Sarah, who's been you know, a great mentor in my life. So, yeah. That's awesome. We'll be rooting for you this summer and be following your progress with the University of Houston in the coming year, Landry. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Have you joined the Surge Strength Academy yet? It's the best decision you can make for better results from your dry land training. It's free to join the Surge Strength Academy, and you'll be able to enroll in any dry land 101 course, all for free. Now's the time to eliminate your frustration with dry land and get better results. Visit SurgeStrength.com to learn more and enroll today. That's SurgeStrength.com to join the Surge Strength Academy.